Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Welcome to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Shelby. I'm Eve. I'm Amanda. And today we're talking about Station 19, Season 5, Episode 12, and Grey's Anatomy, Season 18, Episode 12. Episode 12 already. I know. And that means we're halfway there, right? We're usually in the 20s, right? Yeah, 20s, except for that COVID year. Yeah. Which shall oh, never be spoken of again. No. We just any any time I rewatch Grey's, I'm just gonna skip over season 17. It was a yeah. I don't nothing, feel like there's anything in there that I need to see again. Nothing worthwhile. <laughs> so every other um, season I'm a okay with. Yeah. Um, so do you guys want to start with station 19 since it comes on TV first? Yep. Let's do yep. it. All right, so at the beginning, we see Jack placing posters around the city for the Dean Miller Clinic. Were you guys excited to see that up and running? I was so crazy excited. And I think most of it was because Jack was so nervous. I know. Like he so badly wanted to do well. And I think the reason I like seeing Jack so nervous is because I don't think I've ever seen him with a project that meant more to him yeah this one is going to mean the most i think to all of them i mean because they were all so close to dean yeah Yeah. i mean they're kind of they're kind of in charge of his namesake in a way yeah kind of oh it it started off really slow were you guys nervous at first because i was like i know it's station 19 and they're gonna get patience because otherwise this is gonna be a really boring episode but at first I was like, oh my gosh, are they not going to get any patience? But then we got a few pretty memorable Damn. ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it took a minute. And when Karina left too, like when Karina left, all I could think about was they're going to get a pregnant woman and have to deliver a baby and Karina's not going to be there. That's what I was expecting. I was like, well, now that Karina's walked out, they're going to need her for something. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I'm glad it didn't go that way, but that's like I was just waiting for it kind of so which one was you guys' favorite patient that came in I think I liked Travis's patient just I was gonna say the same thing it was so funny to watch him try to talk to him he was like medicine you need he was like trust me I know what I'm doing Vic and he didn't want to use a translator I was (laughs) like you do not look like a man who knows what he's doing at all that, but yeah. I love you so you go do your thing but then yeah. he did end up using the translator on his phone then because then when Chief Ross came in that's what he was using did he yeah because he was talking into it and or he he had <laughs> it up to the guy's mouth and was having him talk into it I, for- oh, totally yeah. I forgot about that that's right yeah and then Chief Ross just jumped in started speaking Korean I was like oh she speaks Korean I feel like the more <laughs> we see of her the more I start to like her I know. And I think we are supposed to like her in the long run. You know, they always do this to us. So I think, I usually think if, if station I seen Grace, Chris Shonda, whatever, 
they don't really make us fall in love with somebody if they're going to be bad. I mean, have they ever done that? Can you guys think of any time? When they made us fall in love with someone that we were supposed to hate? Who? I don't know. Well, no, I, I can't think of any. I mean, there are She's people asked. who subjectively speaking, mm-hmm. I didn't like. You know, you kind of knew. You knew you weren't supposed to like these people. The people you didn't like. Yeah, so like, like Beckett, that new plastic surgeon. Yeah. They didn't try hard to make us like them. Okay, so Travis was using the Google Translator and then Chief Ross came in and basically saved the day because she actually knew how to speak it and she understood what the guy was saying. Yeah. And then the ending was sad. I was real. I felt bad for him because he he was legitimately concerned about himself and yeah. like he really wanted to know what was going on. And then like the son just comes in and he's like, he has cancer and he doesn't know. Like what? Do you guys? What would you do? I know. Like I know my answer to this already. Would you tell your loved one that they're losing it and going to die? Or just let them, I mean. I would want them to know. Maybe maybe they want to plan. Yeah. Maybe they have things that they want to put in place. I mean, yeah, it's it's their life. It's not their kid's life. It's their life, right? I mean, that was. My, My thinking was, is he keeping this from his father because it's best for his father? Or because it's best for himself. I felt like it was a little bit of both, maybe. Um, But more, I just felt like they didn't want to deal with it. I mean, okay. So to an extent, I get wanting him to not know, I guess. Because, like, sometimes if you know something like that, you're kind of, like, all mopey and droopy. And, you know, you don't do what you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So, like, him not knowing, he's going to continue to live his life yeah but and a lot of times with sickness too it's mindset and if your mindset is good you know but if he's obviously having issues and he's obviously worried about it then that's the time to tell him and my thinking of it if it was my loved one if it was my mom or my dad I would tell them because at the end of the day like like you guys said it's their life but also like you know, bucket lists are a thing. Like if there's stuff that they wanted to do before they Mm -hmm. do die, if they have to get things in order, like there's death is very permanent. And I don't feel like that's something that should be a surprise if it doesn't have to be a surprise, if that makes sense. It shouldn't. I mean, I felt, I felt like they were being, I don't want to use the word selfish because I don't feel like they were being selfish. I felt like they were doing this because they felt like it was unselfish, even though it's not. He obviously cared very much for his father. So it's not like he was trying to do it selfishly. I think it's, you know, just one of those things where it's, you know, wrong thing for the right reason. I mean, his intentions are good. Yeah. And I, I really do think that overall, he thought that he was doing the right thing whether or not he was or not, that's controversial, Mm -hmm. but I do think that he thought he was doing the right thing. I agree with that. I don't think they were like trying to be malicious about it or anything. I just think that, you know, all people live this earth in their lives in a different way that sometimes other people just don't understand. And I feel like that's one of these things that who knows, maybe the dad wouldn't have wanted to know. Maybe the son was like, yeah, my dad probably wouldn't want to know this. All we got got was a small glimpse into their lives. We don't know. We don't know if this is what the dad would have wanted or not wanted 
but I do feel since he was like reaching out and trying to get help, like not even telling his family he was going to go get help. That was the only kind of red flag to me was he didn't like go to his family and be like, something's wrong. He's like, man, I need to get out of here and get myself checked up. Yeah. He seemed like, um, he has dementia. So, oh, okay. Right? Also, so you guys can correct. I don't think he did. I thought he well, did. I'm sorry. What did you, what did you ask Amanda? Did he have dementia? I don't think, I don't think he did. I mean, they never, they, they never, never said that no. he did. And see, that's what I was going to bring up. They were acting like he couldn't leave the house without telling them and stuff like that, but it didn't seem yeah. like he had anything mentally wrong with him. And that to me, in my opinion, is overstepping. I mean, if, if he's all there and he's in his right mind and he sees that his legs are swelling up and he feels crappy and he's tired all the time and he knows what he's talking about and he's genuinely concerned, Mm -hmm. he has every right to go to the doctor and figure out what's wrong with him. And, you know, if I was keeping this information from one of my parents and they snuck out of my house to go see a doctor because they're worried about their health, I feel like, okay, well, I think now is the time to tell them that they have cancer yeah yeah absolutely i would never be able to keep a big secret like that i can't keep secrets at all Oh no! like i I, I would i would end up learning it out at like the wrong time and it would just be bad i cannot keep my mouth shut so (laughs) i can (laughs) i I can if i had to but i feel like my parents having cancer would be a really hard secret to keep there's, yeah. there's just, there's healthy secrets and there's non-healthy secrets. And I feel like keeping a sickness from that person is an unhealthy secret. Yeah. See, like I can keep, I can keep secrets, like as far as like gifts that I get for people or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I kept my secret Santa gift for a secret for how long. And I talk to my person every day, but like, <laughs> something like this I feel like one my emotions would probably get the best of me and I'd probably like break down and start crying or something stupid or two like I would just blurt it out at the worst time possible like in the middle of a kid's birthday party oh mom and dad you have cancer (laughs) god you would ruin that birthday party Shelby jeez I love the candles and you just (sighs) (laughs) that was the last birthday oh no like remember that year that aunt shelby ruined my birthday party that was great (laughs) oh no it's legitimate it could be the last birthday party i had with them true any day is you're you're not wrong yeah any birthday could be your last birthday (laughs) that's true but speaking of sad stories the Mm -hmm. guy the homeless guy with the scabies i when they cleaned him up and stuff, I literally cried. I know. How sweet was that? He's I love a, a good story de- like that. He's a pretty decent looking dude too. I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. there he is. Sometimes that's all it takes is just some some people to care. Yeah, and him saying mm. that he's, um, he basically went downhill after his wife died, which was sad. And mm-hmm. no one paid him any mind after that. And it was just like, hmm. That was sad, but they got him cleaned up. They have a heart to heart talk. So sweet. It cracked me up when he was like, don't tell Karina that I took him upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Cause we know she's a stickler for the rules. 
Oh yeah. And she's especially hard on Jack too. So I mean, that's a double whammy right there. Yeah. But his heart was in the right place. It was. And let's also let's let's mention our favorite our favorite man, Ben. Ben. (laughs) You know, I feel bad because every time I say I'm so annoyed with Ben, I remember that that's your husband. Just to be clear, we have nothing against Amanda's husband. We just don't like Ben on uh, Station 19. <laughs> oh, see, here's my thing. I love Ben from Station 19, but he makes me mad a lot. I feel very disappointed in him a lot of the time. He needs to. He needs to be better. It's just like you can't hate him because he's Ben. I you don't know? hate him. He, I'm just more annoyed by him. And I just exactly. want him to start making better choices. I'm like, you think Bailey's husband would like have enough common sense to not do half the crap he does. I was okay with him this episode though. I was, I mean, I didn't have anything yeah. like bad about him this episode, but <laughs> I'm saying weeks prior, we have just really dug into him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was better this episode, definitely. Mm-hmm. But he was also being watched. Oh, that was... I have a question though. Obviously, I don't know anything about custody battles, having no never even had a personal child myself. Is this something they do? Like, do they really care about how you are at work? I don't I don't think they would honestly go this far in real life. It um, seemed really weird to me because I was like, why should she care about what he's like at work? Shouldn't they be like interviewing him like in his home and observing like the like how the family operates i don't see how him at the firehouse has anything to do with anything see i could see them going to i mean they don't do do this i could even see that you know they would talk to his boss maybe and be like you know how does he how is he at work but not going up there and watching him and following him around I mean, yeah, like maybe going to his boss and saying, you know, how does he solve conflicts? Like, yeah, how he handled these situations, but something like that. And usually they'll ask family and friends <clears throat> and stuff like those, those questions and not. I thought I missed something because I was like, why is she at work just watching him? Because he was on edge the whole time. Yeah. And, and he actually, thing- he actually had a pretty good patient this time too. <laughs> thankfully yeah (laughs) the one thing I was confused about with that too was she said that she talked to him prior and like set it up with him or whatever but I don't well I'm also very new to watching station 19 did they set that up prior or because I don't remember in the past episodes it must have happened off camera yeah that's what I'm thinking I mean, I per- I haven't seen all of Station 19, but I've seen this whole season. I haven't. Because I don't understand why, if they knew that the opening was going to be this day, why would they, why would he make the appointment for that day? Because he kept saying, oh, today of all days, today of all days. You know what I mean? But it sounded yeah. like he knew, based off of what she said, it sounded like he should have known that she was coming. Yeah, and then at the beginning, he even said, well, you know, we're doing, you know, a clinic today, so you're not going to be able to see, you know, what I usually do. Yeah. So, you know, again. They probably only give him, like, a very short notice. 
unless yeah. it was more of a you know this is the window when we're coming be ready for us yeah or that maybe I mean, they, they don't really give you a choice i don't think they really care about what time works best for you no they yeah don't. And i mean if they i guess if if they're looking for him like depending what they're looking for maybe they just decided to just pop up on him type of thing mm-hmm. but his patient what did you think about the son and the mother they were fighting so bad oh my gosh they were. that was really uncomfortable they were like yelling and screaming in the clinic i'm like there are other people around you they can hear all of your business and i don't know about you guys but like i when i see like people screaming at each other like in public it's really really uncomfortable oh it is and uh... like i'll stand there and be like um do i need to should I call the police? Is that what we do here? Should I just walk away awkwardly? Like I know I'm going to end up doing anyway. Like Here's where me living in a big city comes into play. People are fighting all the time. I hear people screaming and fighting all the time. I've seen physical fights in parking lots, going to the grocery store, you know, but I don't ever feel uncomfortable unless it's somebody I know. Which, thankfully, I don't really associate with people who just start brawling in public. And that is very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> if you know the people. To me, if I don't know them, I'm like, you know what? You want to scream at each other? I mind my own business. I'm not getting involved in it. Yeah, it went like, it escal. I felt like it escalated that argument. It escalated pretty quickly. Did you guys feel like that? Yeah. Because it's like, it, they went from like arguing to like screaming at each other. I'm like, holy cow what's happening I don't understand yeah and I didn't really understand like I understood what they were fighting about to an extent but I didn't think that it was something their dirty laundry shouldn't have been aired out in public does that mm-hmm. make sense like the guy was Matt was a was worried about his mom and therefore he's doing drugs to, I guess cope with that or whatever but that I mean, he was there for an ulcer or a boil or whatever that thing was that they drained. Why yeah. are you, how did that bring up the whole heroin thing? I, I feel like tensions were just so high between the two. They were just, I mean, they, they went from arguing to screaming at each other and then they were crying and hugging. I'm like, whoa, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't get this. I'm so confused. I think I actually went back and I'm like, I, I must have missed something because now they're like, now it's, you know, 90s sitcom ending over here. So I went yeah. back and watched it again. I was like, nope, still weird. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. It was very bipolar. It was like, it went from like one to 10 back down to one very quickly. Yeah. Yep. Which that means they oh. do this every day. Yeah. Ben did get, I think he was frustrated at the end of that because he was like, you know, he, he ended it on a really good note with those patients. And like he really got through yeah. to the both of them. And then he was frustrated because he turned around and the lady wasn't even there watching. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, of course, the one good thing I do and she's not watching, I'm like, then cool your jets. She doesn't even need to watch you at work anyway. I'm not sure why she's there. <laughs> so dumb. Maybe because he's always at work. <laughs> but it did, it did turn out good though for them. It did. It did. Because like based that. off of how she, based off of how he dealt with that conflict, 
she mm-hmm. determined that basically like he's probably a good father and you know all of that which I think was good yeah unfortunately though she did break the news that even with her good recommendation the elk the outlook does not look good yeah it's gonna be a long shot which well at this point this is what they're looking at they're looking at two people who want prue Mm -hmm. both who would need to hire nannies in order to appropriately take care of her yep so they're not going to so really the only option is rip her from her biological family Mm -hmm. or keep her there and from what i understand they don't they're going to try to keep you with your family yeah they're not looking to take anyone away from their biological family so things aren't looking great for miranda and ben right now i feel like it's gonna have to come down to the grandparents it's yeah it's letting brit and miranda take her i really don't they're going to have to recognize that they're not young spring chickens anymore like they they may not be able to raise her all the way into 18 you know beyond and that might be honestly what they have going for them because meaning Ben and Miranda because if they go to the judge and they determine that Prue's grandparents aren't you know healthy enough that they will live to be that long then Prue's going to be missed misplaced again or that's not the word but she she's not going to have anybody again even even though ben and miranda are the mo are the, are the right family i'm sorry ben and miranda are the right family to take on prue they're younger they both have stable jobs they're not currently men- raising kids not to mention they have the entire firehouse mm-hmm. backing up to help raise prue like they all love that little girl yeah. And the hospital too. I mean, as far as Miranda goes, look how look how much they step in with Mare's kids and mm-hmm. you know all of that too. And not only that, but they um I mean Miranda and Bailey have other kids. I mean Miranda and Ben have other kids that could, you know, watch after her. They obviously love her and she loves them. I mean, at the end of the episode, we saw her on FaceTime with Ben and you could just see the joy in her eyes talking to him. I know. That was so sweet. That joke that she did with Jack. Oh my God, that was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I have no idea who taught her that. I'm like, oh yeah, sure, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I don't know either. One more thing about Ben though. Um, and this kind of goes into the call um, with Andy. She called Ben to do the um, the mobile surgical thing or whatever it's called. Yeah. Do you think that he would have agreed to do it if that lady wasn't there? Or do you think that he was really set against it? I feel like he might have tried a little harder to get approval like right there in the moment. But I think with that lady there watching him, he just wanted to push it away and just focus on what he was supposed to do yeah it's like he didn't want the extra he definitely i i think he would have fought a little harder if she wasn't there i do too he's trying to be too careful which i mean can you blame him 
No, and I wasn't, the reason I wanted to ask is because, mm-hmm. like, we we know how reckless Ben is, so I was kind of surprised when he said no, but then I was like, well, if this, if he thinks that this is gonna, you know, hurt him from getting Prue eventually, like, obviously, he's not gonna do it, which, kudos to him for seeing that, I mean, because yeah. he doesn't always think before he does things. No, he sure doesn't. He barely thinks before he does things, which is why he's had three careers still frustrates me (laughs) that's a whole other podcast though you can put you can make a whole podcast of just about me complaining about ben's job choices by myself (laughs) nobody has to get on me i can just rant to myself and at the same time we can just have jeanette talking about will from uh (laughs) so there we go (laughs) guys are all set up (laughs) we'll do that just make that one whole episode just complaining about people and that will be do anyways <laughs> so in the meantime we've got all of this stuff happening at the clinic but then we still have calls going on in the outside world mm-hmm. at 23 see i watch so many medical dramas now i, I cannot know. keep track of which number belongs with which station i was like 20 station 23 is that right that doesn't sound right but it's right i checked it six times i'll just trust shelby this time because i cannot keep like anything straight (laughs) see i know 19 because that's the name of the show so it's easy for me yeah that part's but the other ones oh um aquino came back i had completely forgotten about him who aquino the guy who got um injured at that fire that um, Dean died in and um, Andy was taking over for him. I don't remember him. The captain of 23. I would probably know his face. Well, he was in this episode. Look up his face, Amanda, so that you know what we're talking about. (laughs) And I just started watching this show and I know who we're talking about. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I know his face. I just guess I didn't know that name. (laughs) I know know him. Just when you kept saying the name, I was like, I, I don't know this name. Yes, I know him. Okay, we're, I'm good. I'm with okay, you. so we're on the same page now? Yeah, I completely yes. gotten yes. that he existed. Like, he came by, I was like, oh, him. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who he was since yeah. I just started watching. So what do we think is going to happen to Andy? Well, I think we'll get into that a little later. Yeah because she had that little conversation at the end but um mm-hmm. well I think it really got Andy thinking about how you know she's her time or at least not her time there but at least her current role there is you yeah know, gonna change to an end he's, soon he's coming back it in seems, six weeks it seems like she was very um frustrated with 23 too like how they handle certain things and um like they don't have they don't seem to have like the family dynamic like what 19 does in my opinion they don't but i don't because i mean we see a lot of 23 now but i just they're not supposed to be like the stars of the show right i mean Mm -hmm. you've seen way more than us so you'll be able to say more the only reason there's we're seeing um that station at all is because andy and um gosh what's, are there theo 
why can I never remember his name? I can never remember Travis's. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I got it right. (laughs) Good job. Um, But yeah, the only reason we're seeing any of 23 right now is because that's where Andy um, is right now. And we're kind of following her. Her. So do we want to talk about 23's call? Because all of their, all the calls were going to them because 19 was doing their clinic. Clinic. And they weren't happy about it. They were not, but you know what? Too bad. You're firefighters. You have to fight fires and, you know, save people every once in a while. You can't exactly firehouse and throw, you know, insults at each other. It was a parachuter. Yes. That did not come out, which is why I will never go skydiving. So I was confused. What was the injury exactly? She landed on a tree, but like, what was the The branches? The branches impaled her. So through her. So she was on a big tree branch. And from what I gathered, there was little branches like off of it. And they were actually inside of her. Ooh, I'm sorry I asked. You didn't you you didn't see that part? Yeah, because they literally cut her off of it and then she died. No, I saw that part, but you know, Mm. you missed Aquino, so I apparently we're even. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I hate when they lose victims like that. It's I know. Because then you're like, they really make you root for them and you get to know them a tiny bit and then they don't make it. Yeah. And then Andy called Ben. He declined to help, which was, I think we we spoke about it a little bit earlier, but that was so out of character for Ben. And I think, I mean, we all know why he didn't. I understand why, but that would have killed him. Andy kind of got attached to that. Um, patient because I mean she even went up on the ladder which in real life a captain would never do ever yeah no never no they shouldn't be they did they ended up losing the victim which was horrible but Andy we see a little bit later that Andy's talking to Chief Ross after the call was all finished and Andy pretty much confronted her and I think this is the this conversation between Andy and Ross are I think it kind of endeared me more towards Ross that you know she is a good person and she's yeah on the side of wanting to really do what's best for the community mm-hmm. you know unlike the person she's replacing um but unfortunately she didn't quite take it the way that Andy was that Andy had meant to yeah I agree with that yeah it sounds like she wants to close down the station based off of what Andy said and now I feel like Andy the type of person that she seems to be she's gonna feel really really bad about that because she's gonna feel like it's her fault Mm -hmm. because she doesn't she's not in the business of you know breaking up uh station you know no matter how uh dysfunctional it's you know people are (laughs) yeah but i all she really wanted was just to go where she felt she was needed yeah which i don't know hopefully her and thea go back to 19 maybe and then yeah just do away with 23 and (laughs) yeah as long as her and theo go back to 19 they can close down 23 i really don't even care (laughs) That's her, 
her dad was the um captain at 19 right andy's yeah yeah mm-hmm. herrera yeah okay so like she's like following his footsteps kind of mm-hmm. that's so how that she might really- to be at 19 i was gonna say that might be another reason why she wants to go back yeah because her a big thing is that he um you know her father built that station from the ground up like he handpicked everyone on that team and he was really really hard on her when he was alive because he expected her to take over someday and um as you can see it hasn't been going that way yeah i think i think by the end of the season andy will be back at 19 she really wants to help in with the mobile clinic get that back up and running and the chief ross seemed pretty yeah it's right yeah Yeah. it seemed like she was on the same page yeah i think so so hopefully hopefully that'll start and because 19 has a lot of um passion projects going on right now that ross is excited about so they they don't need any more though i mean not to be rude but i feel like they have so much other stuff going on that fighting fires and stuff it's like you hardly ever see it ever happening in station 19 I mean, like maybe I, I don't know. I don't watch it all that. I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen this whole season and I feel like I feel other like shows like it's more personal. It's like more about their personal lives than it is about their work. And I feel like I don't like that as much. I wish they would t- take more of the like being out in the field and like seeing the scenes. And I feel like, like Station 19 has always been that way. It hasn't been much about you know the work they do but more about just their personal lives and relationships Mm. I mean I still I still love it but I feel like they do more like just within the station and less you know out yeah doing stuff you know I feel like that's why like when I was when I started watching it from the start I think that that's why I struggled to get into it because that's the one thing that I love about Chicago fires that it shows the fire. He said, yeah, because mind you, I worked, I worked really closely with the, I was an EMT and stuff and I worked really closely with it. So like, I kind of enjoy that and like seeing mm-hmm. like, like the background of all of that. So, and that's why I like the Chicago shows because they're more gruesome, I think, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. You get to see more. We got to see a tiny bit more of Ross and Sullivan, their whole thing. I was kind of looking mm-hmm. forward to their little relationship. It seemed like it was going to be really fun, but and from, I still think it could be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting it out yet. Yeah, from this episode though, it seems like they're going to have to start, you know, cooling it a little bit because Beckett's kind of onto them. Except, who cares what Beckett thinks? So boo Beckett yeah but I think it's a judgmental part of it and he's kind of holding it over their heads a little bit he is but that's that's Beckett (laughs) yeah he doesn't have much going on for him so he always has to have something over everyone's heads yeah exactly I think they could still make it work though maybe not like a full-on relationship but I think that they could still screw around if they wanted to Eh, they're just gonna catch feelings Neither one of them strike me as the kind of people who are going to screw around, especially with each other. Yeah, it's going to have to be a relationship. 
which is also going to get really complicated and messy pretty fast. But then again, I love a good love story. So I can't say like, I don't want it because I like any love story. And I feel like Sullivan does need to find somebody. I just don't feel like Andy's the right one for Sullivan. So I don't think Andy should be with anybody right now. She needs to be by herself for a little bit. I was kind of liking that they had history. I mean, I haven't watched that much of it, but just based off, I mean, they have the actor and actress have killer chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. They do. And I, I mean, not much has gone on here, but here's the hope of seeing it later. I hope, I hope they keep it on. I hope they circle back to it and find a way to make it work because I was really liking it. Yeah. I was too, actually. So hopefully they bring that back around. But Sullivan and Ross weren't the only ones with uh, little broken hearts this week. Oh, I felt I felt so bad for Travis. Um, I know he he really messed up, and I get that. Mm -hmm. But for Emmett, I mean, it sounds like they have like a lot of history too. And for Emmett, not even answering his phone calls and stuff, like I don't know, that just seems petty to me. I mean obviously he didn't want to talk I mean if you're trying to communicate with someone in literally every form of communication you've got and they're not responding at some point you need to take a hint maybe they don't want to hear from you yeah just exactly what Emmett came down to the station to tell him yeah I don't know I hate when people ignore me so I guess it's just oh, that's see, just me. I'm the one who ignores people, so maybe that's <laughs> why I feel so differently about it. Do you guys oh, think I... Emmett is done done with Travis though? Well, here's the thing. Travis doesn't think that they're done. But Emmett so does. <laughs> Emmett seems to think they're done. So I don't know. I do. So remember that embarrassingly awkward painting that Emmett gave Travis. Yes. And <laughs> when Travis was, I think Travis was talking to, I think it was Vic he was talking to. He was like, or maybe I can make, you know, a portrait of him to show him how much I care. I'm like, nobody <laughs> has a portrait of themselves to show how much you care about them, especially if they don't want to talk to you. No, he needs. Oh, but- Travis I think they need to just separate, sep- go separate ways at this point. Travis like is the- not happy with Emmett. This is their second go around too. So yeah, it needs to be. I mean, I like Emmett, and I'll be sad if we don't get to see him. But I just don't think they're right for each other. Obviously, Travis doesn't think they're right for each other. Yeah. So I mean, he but, needs to let Emmett go. But do we think that it strives that? he's admitted that the reason that he is the way that he is is because Emmett reminds him of his father or do you think think that's just a cop-out I think it's a cop-out I think it's a cop-out and even if it wasn't that's something that Travis needs to figure out on his own before he can even consider being in a relationship with anybody yeah absolutely so to keep moving on moving on moving on so Karina's finally finally back and they're talking to Maya about the sperm donor 
And if they decide that they want someone that they know officially. Unofficially, maybe it'll be Jeff. Hey, as as I mean, she brought that, it up, so. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, God, Jack, stop talking. And then after that, I was like, it's not the craziest idea, I guess. Awkward. I don't see anything that wrong with it. I really awkward, don't. Awkward, maybe a little bit, but. But why? Why does that have to be awkward? Well, because be. the. um. I know they're past, but. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that I anymore. I think it could work. I think it could work out. Jack's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He'll uh, follow their lead and, you know, fill whatever role it is that they're expecting of him. Yeah. I mean, they want somebody close to them is what I'm understanding. And he's, and he's practically family, so. Yeah. Why not? I think Jack is a nice choice, but I guess we'll see. He's kind of, I think, I think he's maybe the too obvious choice and station 19 and Grays, They don't like to usually do the most obvious thing all the time. <laughs> they no. will throw it in there. Don't, don't get me wrong. Okay. Just for fun sometimes. So the preview for next week on station 19 looks like they are going forward with shutting down 23. Boo-hoo. No, oh, boo-hoo. And also Sullivan and Bennett. Beckett. Bennett. <sighs> Look at you, you wrote Bennett in here. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> so it it looks like that Beckett is confronting or Sullivan is confronting Beckett. I guess again, because he already kind of has before. Yeah, so I guess he they're gonna everything. He confronts him every episode practically. Hopefully he'll actually own up to his wrongdoings but it doesn't seem like he's going to so I don't based off the would. type of person he is no and okay so and it finally look i know we were talking about it earlier we finally get some action in this next one <laughs> it looks like we're gonna have a big fire with some sticky boots what's all that sticky stuff there's looks like it's like a hazardous waste Ooh, something dangerous and exciting yay just don't kill anybody and we'll be fine <laughs> You know, get us, you know, really worried that we are going to lose someone, but that everything's all right in the end. Yeah, that's what we like. Just don't actually take them away. Just make us think that they're being taken away for a little bit. Just make us think it. So anyway, next week looks good. I'm not going to lie. It looks a little bit more exciting than what we've been having. I don't know. We better not be disappointed. Oh, I don't think we will. All right, so let's jump into Grays this week. Oh boy. Raise your hand if you were disappointed. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I was more than disappointed. I was disgusted. I, I, I even on this podcast, last, when we were talking about this preview for this week, last week, I said, this looks so good. And I swear they put, every good part into the preview and then we didn't get anything else that's how they get viewership up i'm like i what is that yeah what i did... watched it and then i texted shelby i was like um excuse me is that it i know i was like that that's all we're gonna get like that's that was shelby a... even told me before i watched it that you mm. had told her it was disappointing i was like well great and you know, coming from me, 
I'm the biggest Grace fan out of ever, all of us. I was I like, was, well, if Amanda thinks it was disappointing, then, you know, it's probably pretty disappointing. I mean, it just, I, I thought the way that they were bringing it up, I thought there was going to be like so much like more like deepness and depth and romance and, you know, them figuring out relationships. And I was excited to see all that. I thought all it we- was my vision for this episode was that it was going to be you know kind of a look back on Ellis's life you know around the time she was pregnant with Maggie and you know Mm -hmm. giving her up you know a few flashbacks her reading the letter and no it was just like um Maggie drifting back and forth and I'm sorry kind of being a jerk and I was not pleased Okay, and I'm sorry, and maybe this is kind of rude, but we've already done the whole fever hallucination thing. Why are we doing it again? I know. And it just ruined Ellis even more. Because this is season 18 and they're running out of storyline, Shelby. That's why. They have plenty of things they can do. They just like keep circling and reusing things and I'm getting really tired of it. There, there is hundreds of, of other things that they can do. I've seen things in other shows that they have never done in Grace. And my thing is, if they're going to redo something, okay, but redo something from the first season, not from something that you did a whole season on last season. Like, <laughs> season. <laughs> am I wrong? No, you're not. It's like, wow, our viewers really liked this last season. Let's do it again. Yeah, no, we didn't like no, it. Your view- no, your viewers were watching because we've, associated 10 20 years of our lives to do this <laughs> you could you can put nothing on the screen you're like, here we are just watching it like come on get better so meredith and is out of town like usual amelia and kai are out of town which leaves winston and maggie at home looking after these kids right Meredith being out of town so much really bothers me and like I know I have no right because I'm not a mother or anything like that but it really freaking grinds my gears why she's a gray she's her she is Ellis I mean and that's she's not as bad as Ellis so I'm not gonna put that on her but I feel like her kids have always kind of grown up like this you know they don't really their parents were both surgeons I mean they're both not around very often I get that but being away for work is different than being away to go to a cabin to screw your boyfriend (laughs) hey you know honestly I I used to think like that now that I'm a parent she and she's a single parent I I don't she's not even around to get tired of her kids to need a vacation (laughs) yeah but she's starting a new relationship which you need private time and alone time it's fun and exciting and you don't want your kids you know running into your room i guess that's what the lock is for like i don't know i just (laughs) so you really ignoring her kids you know at home rather than ignoring them (laughs) from across the country at least she's there (laughs) but amelia was in minnesota too so i'm wondering if they were if this was like actually a time that they needed to be in Minnesota kind of closing up there but she wasn't in Minnesota she was at the cabin with Nick and that wasn't in Minnesota she was emailing 
back. We see ba- Bailey and Ellis running around being super hyper, and Maggie has the flu. Oh, poor Maggie. Poor Maggie. And Winston. Bless his just, little heart. I mean, I, f- I feel like I'm liking Winston and Winston more every episode. Yeah. I am he too. really took on Mr. Mom here. He did. I mean, not even his kids. And I thought it was so funny because Maggie's like, no, I can't do that to you. And he's like, Maggie, I'm a surgeon. I can deal with kids. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he said that, I was like, no, I don't think you can. <laughs> then he, then he loses Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. <laughs> then when he can find Ellis. And then they finally find her and she's like, did I win? Did I win? <laughs> oh, gosh, she's so cute. I'm glad we finally got to see Bailey and Ellis. I know. We haven't seen them in so long. We've seen casting, a little bit. Yeah. Their casting for Bailey and Ellis is like top notch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, that little Ellis is so gosh darn cute. I know. She and she really looks is. just like Meredith, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And Bailey looks just like Derek. Mm-hmm. Looks like a little boy Derek. So while they're while they speaking of Ellis, when they find her in this closet, <laughs> they, <laughs> they find this box of Ellis's stuff, which Maggie was kind of surprised because she knew Meredith had gotten rid of everything, which proves to me that, that meredith has probably brought this box back and forth to her does she never look in it what do you guys think that this, was this box always in that closet and she just never moved it because she went from this house to the dream house then back to this house that's Did she what, i was kind of confused i didn't think much of it until you just mentioned it now but now i'm wondering did she know what was in the box and if she did why has she just kept it to herself this whole time that's what it seemed like she didn't know it was in the box but that also really confused me because if she doesn't know what's in the box why would she bother hanging on to it all this time well that i mean maybe i mean who knows maybe the box was like you know in the closet and even when alex was living there and everything <laughs> he was just sitting in that closet i don't feel like there were ev- any of those people were ever the type to like spring clean closets it's tv it's not <laughs> supposed to make sense i guess yeah, I mean, it could have just because Ellis was kind of like shoved in there. Little Ellis was kind of like shoved in there, hiding. So, I mean, it could have just been, you know, in shoved there, and there. it was Meredith's house. No one looked through the certain closets. Like your room was your room. You could use the kitchen, whatever, but no one looked through anything. You know, it could have just been there. Yeah, because it used to be Ellis's mama, Ellis's house. So mm-hmm. she could have had it there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's very plausible. That was one of my guesses of maybe it was just always there and they didn't know it. Because I can't, I don't see Meredith holding that from Maggie for any reason. And even if she did like read it and I mean, what we're about to talk about, what was in that letter, I, I don't think Meredith would have even... Well, Meredith didn't seem to know about it because yeah, she at the, at the end she said this doesn't even sound like my mother. And mm-hmm. it based on her saying that it doesn't sound like she had ever read it before. Yeah. So I guess maybe it was just hidden in this closet this whole time and nobody knew about it. Because is- that was Ellis's house before it was Meredith's, right? So yeah. could have just she could have just stayed Ellis there. Her- 
did anyone else feel like this episode with like the whole um with Maggie sleeping and like seeing Ellis reading the letter and stuff and then like her bio I mean her birth mom I mean her adopted mom did anyone else feel like this was just a reason to get a Kate Burton and whatever her bio mom's names cameo in I I didn't see the point in this at all but yeah it just felt very trippy to me and something like this isn't worth doing this way no so they shouldn't have even bothered this whole episode was a big scrap i could skip up with over this episode and not miss anything yeah Yeah. i i just feel like it was only made to get a kate burton and whatever the the um adopted mom's name is i feel like that was the only reason for it for their and it feeds feeds into that theory that you have too right but they can they they could have maggie reading the letter without it being as weird as what it was in my opinion yeah they they definitely could have like i said we already did the trippy covid fever thing we don't need it again yeah maggie never even met ellis so how was she dreaming of ellis reading her a thing i don't know it was all really odd to me i did not i mean three out of ten on this episode is my rating for it oh three out of ten that's three out of ten and that is a really really bad rating for amanda (laughs) when it comes to grace but i yeah you usually like the episode more than everyone else does yeah no i didn't because okay if the letter would have been loving and nice and something constructive i could see the point of the episode that would it would you know it it would make more sense but it was so mean anyways we see maggie upstairs laying on the bed reading this letter that ellis has written to her it's really bad like she couldn't I'm sorry. I know Ellis was like this evil lady. We all say, but she had to have like already been ill writing this, right? Like she had dementia or something already. Like Alzheimer's was already setting in at this time. Don't you think? You'd have to think so. Otherwise, what the heck was the point of writing that letter? If she was just going to be so mean, she had to have not had all of her faculties in check. I mean, she never sent it. She never, I don't think she ever actually intended for Maggie to read it. I really, I don't think so. But at the end, why keep it? She never knew Maggie was going to start working at the same hospital with Meredith and then meeting each other. I mean, she would have probably never in a million years thought that would have happened. You know right? what I just thought of? <clears throat> was, was Ellis an alcoholic or anything like that, like Richard was, or was she okay? She was okay. I don't think okay. she's an alcoholic. No. Okay, never mind. Because I was gonna say she drank, but I don't think she had a problem because she would always remember the wine ring mm-hmm. around, like whenever she was journaling, like she would always have like a wine ring. And then like for that nine months she was pregnant with Maggie, she didn't have any wine ring. So I don't feel like she would like had a big problem. I feel like she could I feel like she had maybe a couple of glasses of wine when she wasn't working. Because I was going to say, maybe the letter was like to make amends. Because, you know, when you're in AA, you have to make mm-hmm. amends to somebody. And that would make sense. But if not, then never mind. 
That's a really bad amends letter. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it's also Ellis. <laughs> maybe maybe Ellis, amending. Maybe in Ellis's, you know, whacked up, you know, sense of <laughs> whatever she thought it was making amends. <laughs> like, uh, no, Ellis, that's not how we do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that seriously just wrong. So the whole, wrong. The whole letter, I was like, oh, well, it has to get better. And then it got to the end. I'm like, Oh, well, that was just terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was just sucker punch after sucker punch. She was. I mean, even Winston, even when Winston went in there and checked on her, she just the whole thing was just sad. Because really, I think we were all expecting for Maggie to get this meaningful letter from Ellis from like beyond the grave that was like. You know, I, what I really thought the letter was going to be was like, oh, I've checked in on you when you were growing up. I'm so like, I'm proud of who you've become. But then again, I mean, I don't, that's know, why. What I was I don't know why I thought about that because I mean, it's Ellis we're talking about here. Yeah. That's what I thought it would be. And then oh. I got to the end and I'm like, well, what did we expect from Ellis Gray? I know. I know. The only, the only closure that Maggie probably got is the fact that Ellis was interested in cardio too. Yeah. And that's something that they have in common. And yeah. I wouldn't even really call that closure except just like something that they have in common. Which I did like that little aspect. I did like that they gave her some sort of um there's a word for it. I keep thinking a likeness. That's not the word. Similarity. Yeah. Some kind of similarity between Maggie and Ellis, which we didn't think there was anything except being surgeons. <laughs> But she could have gotten that from Richard as well. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, before we completely forget, Zola's little talk with Maggie. Yeah, she oh she doesn't want to hurt Meredith's feelings for asking about her parents. Do you think my mom still thinks about me? Oh. So also, guys, I feel like a really bad I was gonna say friends fan. I feel like a really bad Grace fan because I thought Zola's parents were like dead. I don't think we really know much about Zola's parents, do we? Do they ever say anything? Like I cannot remember it. It was saying like she was adopted from um I don't know. I looked it up. It it, some country in Africa. Yeah. But you know, and she was sick, and that's why she originally came to Seattle was to get. Mm that surgery and then you know Meredith and Derek fell in love with her and you know here we are but I don't know if they ever mentioned her mother see I thought that they were alive but they couldn't afford like her medical care and stuff so that's why Derek and Meredith got her that's what I'm looking at now I'm thinking maybe the mom like had to surrender her I feel like there's something I'm I'm looking it up right now because it's gonna really bother me now so while you're looking it up, do you want me to tell you my theory? Yes. Me and Eve were talking about this the other day. Um, so this whole Maggie thing could have opened up a storyline for possibly Zola finding her birth parents and like mm. trying to reconnect with them. And I think I would really like that if they did that. I do like that. Because, really you know, do. Maggie... 
Maggie might have like references or, you know, information like that she could help Zola to possibly like find how to do that. And also Mare was talking to Nick, which this is stepping ahead a little bit, but Mare was talking to Nick at the cabin about how he, she wants a little bit of a break. So like maybe, you know, she'll go to Africa or something, take Zola with her. Cause like, I don't know when this all takes place, but like, even if it's summer vacation while Zola's off of school or whatever, mm-hmm. they go to Africa and do like a little like mission trip or whatever they call it in doctor world and possibly like meet up with her family. I'd like that storyline. I would too. I'd love to see that. I just looked it up. Like I can't find anything, any information about Zola's birth parents. Like if they've mentioned it or anything. So maybe they haven't, maybe they let that open. So they could come back at a later date and do an episode, I guess. They could have just kind of left that information out just so that it was left open for them to do kind of whatever they wanted with that moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that would be a different storyline that they haven't touched yet. Mm-hmm. And now that Zola's getting old enough, you know, she obviously has questions. And maybe now that Maggie told her that Meredith won't be upset, you know, that could open up that door. Yeah. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, while we're getting off on a Meredith and adoption and everything, yeah. let's talk about Meredith and Nick's little oh boy get away with the good charlotte's prize Eve has, <laughs> Eve has a lot very, to say about this yeah i was very fascinated by this whole thing so you know they're enjoying their time together they're having their relations and yeah. then charlotte walks it so we finally get to meet charlotte i know then with her we'll, we'll talk about her boyfriend in a little bit but you know she walks in and she's covering her eyes and her boyfriend is standing there just looking at them I'm like oh boy he's gonna be one of those and then it takes her a minute and then she like covers his eyes like for him like dude that's not a normal thing to do like just stare at somebody (laughs) yeah I mean I would have turned around and walked out yeah like if my boyfriend like took me home like took me to a cabin and I saw like his family members you know (laughs) in a compromising um position I'd be like peace out I'm walking out like and he was just standing there watching them because we learn later why that is because you know he's a weird dude yeah, he is very weird. So let's talk very about weird. this. Let's talk about this uh, interesting fella, as I referred to him. Silver. His name is Silver. Silver. Oh, but only you know, only today is it Silver because sometimes his name changes. Yes, his name changes with you know with, with, with what's going on or something like that. With ha- how I feel or like how I feel or like, what I'm doing, like, like who I am in the moment. Like, okay. So cool today story. his name is Silver. So t- yeah, today his name is Silver, and like his name was something different, like a few weeks. Like it was Oak. Charlotte- oh, oh, Oak. Oak. Yeah, Oak. when Charlotte met him, he was Oak. Like, okie dokie. And <laughs> but then at one point, who Charlotte was arguing with um, Nick about you know the whole college thing, and she just storms out. Nick storms 
or I know I think Nick and Meredith are still there and he's just sitting there looking at his snake and I'm like <laughs> this guy's just and he's like and he's like oh this is Wagyu and eat Eve texted me then and she's like what does this mean I was like oh it's a really expensive kind of steak so like this dude had probably like a $200 piece of steak in front of him yeah. started a whole argument with his with his girlfriend and her uncle because he's the one that dropped the ball about all this and all he's worried about is the steak not chasing after his girlfriend not making sure that everything's cool mm-hmm. not buffering the situation he's worried about a steak he just yeah yeah, I just wanted to like jump in there and be like, friend, this is not normal. <laughs> no, it's well, let's, really let's, not. Let, let, let's start using our brains here. We yeah. keep the same name for the rest of our lives. Nicknames are okay. <laughs> we keep the same names. We don't start fights. <laughs> and then oh not checking our girlfriends when they storm out upset. So I want to talk about Charlotte for a second. And I want to see what you guys think. I do not agree with Nick in this situation. I'm very much on Meredith's side about this. To me, if he pushes her and forced her to go to college, she's not going to do good. She's not going to enjoy it. She's not going to enjoy her career. She's not going to enjoy her life. I understand where he's coming from. Like, I really do. I understand where he's coming from. He wants her to have a better life and a good education. But honestly, I just feel like, I'd be like, you know what? Take a year off. Do it. Take a year off. Figure out who you want to be, what you want to do. Because I mean. There's always time for her to go back to college later. Yeah, there is. And I feel like that needs, he needs to kind of back up off that. And hopefully, I mean. I feel like if. If he was paying for it, it should have been a discussion for sure. Yes. yes. But it should have been a more tame discussion and yeah. he should have been more open to what she was saying because um, if I remember right, she's already been in school for, I think she said two years and she only has mm-hmm. two more left. So technically she's an adult now, depending on when she started. I'm assuming she's probably like 20, 21, maybe. Yeah. So if she's an adult now, she has every right to decide what she's doing. I mean, I think that the conversation definitely had to be had, but at the end of the day, it's her decision. Mm -hmm. It is. And I mean, I think, I think Nick, after the conversation he overheard, I, I think that he'll be fine. I think we'll I mean, like kind of let it go. And Mary even said to Nick too, which this didn't change his mind, but Mary even said to Nick too, you know, I went traipsing around Europe and I'd say mm-hmm. that I'm doing fine. Yep. And I agree with her. I mean, sometimes, and not everybody's like that, but some people are, some people need to go figure out their lives before they can jump into a career. Some people don't need that. Some people know exactly what they want to do. And that's great but yeah absolutely not, I mean every person's different yeah now it did sound like she was talking about being a little reckless doing drugs and stuff yeah because it sounds kind of like it sounds like silver is a little bit of a hippie but um I don't know what silver and I mean is. I wouldn't say hippie but he's, he's something okay he's something else. nothing against 
nothing against hippies. That's not what I meant. But it sounds like he can he could probably get her into some trouble. I think he could, but you know what? She's an adult, and if she wants to make this decision, then she needs to suffer the consequences, whether whatever that is. And that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Yeah, we get in trouble, and that's okay as long as she doesn't go too far off the path. I hope. I mean. The last I mean, the, thing is getting inducted to drugs or anything like that you don't want, but figure out your life without well, the drugs. That's why it's important for Nick to just support her so that mm-hmm. in case this does go south, you know, she knows that she can reach out and he'll be there for her. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, him pushing back like that, I think, is going to cause her to rebel anyway. It will. It will. Definitely. And I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't. Do you guys think we'll see any more of Charlotte or you think that was kind of like her one little cameo to come in and she's done? Um, I don't know. I have a feeling that something's going to go south with Silver while she's traveling and she comes running back with her tail between her legs. I hope that doesn't happen though. I hope that she has a happy ending, but I just, the way that grazes, I'm kind of wondering if that's what, and I mean, maybe if they if they do the adoption thing and they do what I said about how, you know, Marin Zola could go over to Africa, Charlotte could go with them and maybe that could be like a learning experience for her. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, with her free spirit self. I do want to add in here because I have been thinking. I know I rated this episode very low, but I'm starting to kind of wonder if this was a episode to set up several other episodes and future storylines do you know what i mean like with the charlotte thing we figured out all that kind of stuff we figured out the zola wants to meet her adoptive parents and blah blah blah. we know we we've kind of like set up like it was a set other. episode maybe and maybe that's why it was so boring for us is because maybe we just needed a whole bunch of this information and then they're going to because the whole Minnesota thing is about done, right? We kind of need something else to keep the season going. So maybe this was just a new information episode to spring we, off into the others. Well, we did ask Krista to please be done with the whole Minnesota thing. So we kind of asked for this. You know what? I didn't ask for this boring of an episode. So she she needs to work on it. I'll help. <laughs> Okay, so do you guys want to hear something funny? I think you guys are laughing at this. No. Screw you then. (laughs) Well done, Amanda. You can cover your ears. Take your headphones off. (laughs) Go for it. So when I was watching, um, so this is going in a little bit like to Kai and Amelia, but when I was watching and Amelia was talking about how she has a kid at home, Mm-hmm. I like sat there for like 10 minutes with the TV pause. Like what kid does she have at home? <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about Scout. Yeah. Talking about absent mothers. <laughs> I completely forgot about Scout. Like, I don't know why, but like in my head, like I know that that's Link's kid, but I forgot that Amelia's the one that pushed him out. <laughs> Because she's never there. Whenever we, we never scale, see he's her, always, he's always with Link. Yeah, he's never with Amelia. So I mean, yeah. it's a it. Like when, when I was she thinking about it, it, I was like, "Oh wow, she mentioned him." Oh my goodness! Like when, like when I was sitting there thinking about it, like I was like, "Oh yeah, she has Leo at home," and then I'm like, 
no, Leo's Owen's son. <laughs> like, I was really, like, I was, like, stuck for, like, a good 10 minutes, like, trying to figure this out. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. A whole 10 uh, minutes. Oh, I know. My, my brain wasn't working right that day, I guess. So we so- see uh, Amelia and Kai. Yep, on to sister number three. On to sister number three. This was a big sister episode. We see them back in Minnesota. And they're at the lab finishing up all the notes. Amelia says her flight is until tomorrow and she can't move it up. Well, she probably didn't even try. She said she could move it up if she said my flight's tomorrow, but I can but I can move it up if if you think I should or something like that. She's so needy. Oh my gosh, Amelia. I love you, but you're driving me insane. I don't love Amelia anymore. Sorry. (sighs) You know what? I loved her for too long for me to completely fall out out of love with her in this season. So I have to say I still love her. I'm just disappointed in her right now, like of these. I mean, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we will finally start loving Kai. Kai says, "Oh, you should delay your flight." And then he, he, so sorry. They, mm-hmm. they. yeah. So Amelia says that her flight it is until tomorrow. She can move it up, and then Kai invites her to a show. I was, I just wasn't impressed with their. I don't, honestly. None of us are big Kai and Amelia fans, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping this episode would make me be a fan of them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought they were going to, like, make me, like, really fall in love with them and like them together. But it didn't. I'm still not on board. I'm I still. No. But Amelia is, like completely mesmerized by Kai's little performance on stage. I feel like she's too obsessed with them. I really do. I agree. I feel like she like Kai is like the center of her universe right now. And I feel like none of us understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a there's, there, there there has to be some kind of disconnect. They need to connect us better with Kai if they want us to get on board with Amelia and Kai. But they order, and I, I was a little bit thankful that Kai remembered that Amelia doesn't drink alcohol, and he ordered a, the club soda. They, dang it. Yeah, I mean that was the one thing that was good. Um, mm-hmm. it it showed that they actually pay attention to her. Yes, but yeah. at the same time, why did you invite her to a bar? Well, because she's she's there to see um, Kai play, right? I mean, that's why they went. So that's Amelia where Kai's Kai gig play. was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I just feel I don't know. Whatever. I don't care yeah. about them enough to even care anyway. I know, and I'm going to kind of just run through this because I don't really care about talking about them too much. I'm sorry. They go back to the hotel, and in the morning they have a talk about this future, right? I wasn't paying attention to a lot of it because I just don't care. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hot. I'll give them that. It, they they do have chemistry. They really do have chemistry. I just the show's not doing it justice. No, they're really not. And I think I don't know. Maybe the show's. I mean, maybe Krista and them are just seriously tired of doing the show. 
I don't know. But somebody needs to get together because if I'm going to watch this, y'all need to start making it more interesting. Even though just I won't, to be clear, I won't Amanda, episode. just to be clear, Amanda will never stop watching. She just wants it to be worth watching. I won't. Even I mean, you can show me a black screen, and there I'd be every Thursday night. Well, that's the only thing that'll make the show better at this point. I know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. They they got to get it together. They got to start redeeming themselves. Really, since we're definitely going to have another season next season. They need to get it together and start redeeming themselves on these stories. So anyways, they have this talk about the future. Amelia has a child. You know, she's got to get Kai's, back to. And Kai's not interested in that at all. No. And I think that needs, I personally think that needs to be the end of them. But it won't be. It won't be. But I mean, Kai isn't into kids and you know, Amelia's got a kid, so that's kind of got to be a deal breaker. Yes, you would. Think Unless that. it has to be. Oh gosh. What's Unless Link has full custody of Scout because we didn't even realize that Amelia was her, his mom anyway. She moves to Minnesota <laughs> with Kai, and they live happily ever after, and we never have to hear from them again. And everything else just keeps going at Grace Long. Yep. Two thumbs up for that storyline. Yeah, they can do that. That's fine. I with like me. that. They can ride off into the Minnesota sunset and Link can keep Scout all to himself. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, that was Grace and Station 19 this week. Did we cover everything? I think so. I think so. Right. I think so thoroughly. All right. So the preview for next week, we're finally going to get some medical action. Since we've been getting this week, snake. in the hospital, snake. I love it. <laughs> okay, actually, I hate snakes, but, but it's I feel like this is something new. I don't think we've ever had a, a snake in the hospital before, so this is new. I'm excited for it. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't get excited. Hmm, boo. <laughs> I feel Chris like every was, time I get excited for a new episode, they just disappoint Chris me. Watching every time you get excited, she knows she got she's got to make it boring. I know. I'm like, no, I love it. No. Um. So we get to see the snake, and we see Amelia's there, Richard's there. So I'm glad we get to see our people at Gray Sloan doing what they do. Hopefully, it's going to be a halfway normal episode. We still don't see Levi there though, so hopefully, we get to. At least give us an update maybe on Levi. Hopefully they didn't say anything, but hopefully we get an update on Levi. I don't want and... any more downward spiral Levi. I want, you no, know, that they, they Levi need to be back at Grace. I want Levi back at the hospital or just nothing. Yeah. The, he, he needs to get out or come back because I can't do this sitting in his basement looking sad anymore. So also nick and meredith are talking that doesn't look like a very fun conversation that they're having what do you guys think it looks like he's trying to force her to accept an offer to come to minnesota permanently yeah which i don't like and i don't think she'll do it i really i don't i cannot see meredith uprooting her life in seattle for a guy that would be that would completely that would be a total character change for her like it was she's she's i really hope they don't go that way because honestly she used to bend over backwards for Derek, and she's come such a long way like mm-hmm. 
improving herself if they go that way and make her that submissive again yeah i really hope not i don't think they will i really don't i think if anything nick will come to seattle and my thing is okay back to meredith having kids meredith has three kids that are in school nick has no one nick can move that's how i that that's how i feel and that's how i think and i mean grace sloan needs doctors right now so nick could get a job there Bailey would hire him on the spot. You know, she would, if Meredith could say, yeah, I mean, he's, she gave him privileges there before he did a good job. Yeah. He I can mean, get a job at Grace Sloan yeah. in a freaking heartbeat. He can, yeah. he can start work the next week. Bailey would. Yeah. Bailey would look at him and be like, Oh, you're a surgeon and you have a heartbeat. Great. Do you want to work here? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I think that's it. Let's talk next week. So if you haven't already joined our Facebook group, it is Grey's Anatomy, Grey Family, Grey Family Fan Club. And join in our conversation. We do games, discussions, <clears throat> pictures, edits. We do so much things there. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok under Fandom Family Chats. And don't forget, if you want to reach out to us to know more about what we do or offer critiques suggestions even though we're perfect you can do that at family fan club 2021 at gmail.com watch next week for this is us and the resident plus 911 lone star and the ogg 911 is back i'm so excited Yay! i can't wait so next wednesday we'll have another station 19 gray's anatomy recap for you and we'll see you next week bye Bye. Bye.